was great oh oh hi uh we didn't see you there actually oh hey guys we, yeah we uh we actually don't see anything because we're stuck in this black void known as a podcast yeah so, we don't uh, even have any light in here this is really dark yeah yeah this is a kind of an unfortunate existence but hey to you hello and welcome to we are doomed a soccer arrangers podcast where you're the only thing it. that gives us sentience <laughs> Yeah, oh, every week man. we just kind of disappear into the void, and this mythical being edits our podcast and put it on onto the onto the internet. But every other time we don't exist. Yep, pretty much. Yeah, we're a figment of it's, your imagination. It's really hard to play ukulele when you don't have any tangible parts. <laughs> just yeah, that's really that impressive. Out there. But anyway, um, I'm Cole. I'm the Red Ranger. Uh, it's not the Red Ranger. I'm the White, whoa, I'm the whoa, white whoa, and whoa. Green Ranger. <laughs> You're trying to usurp me, man? I'm Robert. No, no, I'm no. The I... <laughs> okay, let's try this again. Robert? <laughs> Hello, I'm Robert. I'm the Red Ranger. I'm Cole. I'm the Green and White Ranger. Hi, I'm Tyler, and I'm the Black Ranger. And welcome once again. <laughs> so anyway, this, as you can already guess by now, that this week we're doing a couple things different. Um, number one is because it is two days away from SoccerCon, and we decided that we're not going to do a full structured podcast. So we're going to do something a teeny tiny little bit different and just talk for an hour for an hour and 20 minutes. Everybody agree on that? Yeah, yeah. sure. All right. Hour, 20 minutes on the clock and ready, set, go. Anyway, if, starting off, though, we are going to do our conventions that are coming up this week. So first off, Anime Japan in Tokyo, Japan. Uh, Fananuki Fest in St. George, Utah. Anime Boston in Boston. Um, and, and, and anime Kanji was supposed to be held in San, San Diego, California, but it was canceled. Um, anime Punch, um, Armadidicon in Columbus, Ohio. I'm, I, I almost said Armageddon, but that's not true. That's not right. Okay, I, I just wanted to make sure you didn't mispronounce that there. So I was like, wait, no, another one? Armageddon. Armageddon. <laughs> it actually, Armageddon. Armageddon. I, I don't know. We'll have to figure that out. Um, <laughs> Maybe Ad, we took uh, like two Armageddon to smash them together. Probably. Um, Anime Land Wasabi in Denver, Colorado. Um, it must be a very spicy con. Um, Luis Anime, Luis Anime uh, in Barton Rouge, L.A. Um, Rouge, Louisiana. Louisiana. Yeah, there we go. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know. I can't. I, my English. You can't bad. read. <laughs> Damn. Straight. Don't don't put that on him. <laughs> he's illiterate. <laughs> Yet we, okay, we, no. we make him practice, though. That's that's why he's got the job. Anyway, uh, Middle Tennessee anime in Nashville, Tennessee. Um, this weird con called Sakura Con in Seattle, Washington. Oh wait a minute, we're all going to that con. <laughs> really, I've never heard of it. Yeah. What, what what kind of stuff goes on at this uh, Sakura Con? I'm not sure. We'll figure that out in a few minutes. I guess. Uh, Poly Manga in. Uh, Montreux, Switzerland, uh, and a marathon in Bowling Green, Ohio. Bowling Green. I think somebody took golf and bowling and put them together and, and decided it was a good name. Um, I think that's a bad joke. I think it's I think it's Bowling Green actually. I think they got that one that's spelled there. 
Yeah, it looks like bowling. Yeah, no, I, I think they I think they added uh, something else they didn't need to in there. <laughs> okay. Um, Hero Hype in Miami, Florida. And Mini Okamed Inverno in Ijaras, uh, Brazil. I think I said that right. Probably not, though. I'm not even going to take a guess. We're going to say you pronounced that right. Yay! I apologize to any of the speakers of Spanish. <laughs> or, yeah. Uh, or uh, Brazi- what, what is- uh, particularly the Brazilian Portuguese. dialect. Yeah, Portuguese. <laughs> yeah, Portuguese. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Oh, my God. Is there a minority you haven't pissed off yet? Um, I don't even want to try and guess. Um, for Comic-Cons, um, Hero Hype, once again, that is a Comic-Con. Um, Art Pop Comic Expo in Je- uh, Jonas... Jonesboro, Arizona, and Greek Fest, uh, Geek Fest, Florida, in Bunko Randa, uh, Rayton, Florida. So, yeah, those are all the cons, and if you're going to those cons, have fun, don't screw up, and follow the 10 rules of con. Yep. <laughs> and Tyler's screwing around with it with his ukulele. I mean, what else is he supposed to do? Yeah, good point. Not like he has anything else. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I, can't, I can't do a sad trombone on this. I'm, I'm sorry. I wasn't like, hold on. Something like that. You can't really do it without breaking the screen. Yeah, that's close enough. But in any case, though, uh, this week we're talking pretty much about pre-con. About pre-con, a couple, a uh, couple small stories. And since we won't be, um, just so everybody knows, we're actually coming to the end of season one of We Are Doomed. We have seasons. Mm-hmm. When do yeah. podcasts have seasons? Apparently what? since Robert decided that this is season one. Uh, that, that's fair. Well, I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking, I, like, I, I enjoy the guys over at Good Mythical Morning, and they do, when they have a break, like, for the winter, where they take a couple of days Those off, guys are they'll go and call, by the way. Yeah, yeah, no kidding, right? I've actually um, been beside them, and I, <laughs> I almost, oh, I, I've actually kind of sort of met them. Uh, oh, that's cool. Okay, I, I think my brother has here. Well. Humble brag? Humble <laughs> uh, you know, it, it, it fits because we're like we're doing what the animes do, the animes uh, where yeah. they have their seasons. And right now we're in like the spring anime. Spring animes? Yeah, we're in spring. Right? Yeah. Spring, yeah. yeah, we're in spring. Yeah, yeah it's like twelve episodes. That, Happy that's first a good day of spring, season. by the way, guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a snowstorm outside. <laughs> a lovely spring. <laughs> yep, oh, this is Canada. Canadian. Hello, um, Canada, 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 and not the Canada. best. Not like we're in like Ontario or Vancouver or uh, British Columbia that have those nice, uh, not wintry winters. We live Rain in Saskatchewan, winter. where the wind literally cuts you. The wind <laughs> Makes literally your face cuts you. It, yeah, and a lot of people will sometimes wonder, why do we live in a place where the wind makes our face hurt? Yep. I'm still asking you guys that question every time I see a con. Just move to one of the Vancouver's. I don't care if you're north or south of me, but get, get closer. And yeah. we want to be, but I Vancouver's economy is so freaking bad. Like, just one yeah. like a one yeah. tiny little bachelor pad would probably cost us way too much money. As expensive as eh? I don't know. The East Coast has lots of snow. If you want, if you want to see a snow, uh, like a snow pile that's as big as you, just like coming in from the ocean, then move move to the East Coast. Our one listener in Boston knows what you're talking about. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> we have listeners in Boston. <laughs> Uh, yes, my brother. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. But anyways... No, that, that, um, that doesn't count. I think yeah, that counts. It counts <laughs> enough. It counts enough. 
I didn't tell I, him to listen, okay? He found it himself, so. I'm forcing a friend. Wait, you have a brother? Yes! I took you that long to figure this shit out. <laughs> I don't know how he's yeah, in Yeah, he's, he's the trombone prodigy, going to be master of the trombone world one day. Oh, uh-huh. he can play our sad trombone then. I, I, th- I think he, yeah, well, <laughs> one of these days I hope that he'll be around long enough to do that. He's getting his master's degree over there right now. Uh, I also think he's running for the uh, principal chair of the International Trombone Association. So I don't know if that's actually, I don't know if that's actually a thing or if it's just a joke, but uh, he gets a mailer from them once a year. So he might actually be running. I don't know. Who knows? Um, in any case, though, um, this week we're talking about con. And we're in what we do to prep for con, and we might even talk a little bit about about like a, about what we do at con and what we do after con. But um, mostly, we're but like we said though, this is coming to the end of our first season. So this week will be like when this goes up, we'll be prepping and going to to con um, on Wednesday for me and Tyler. We'll be flying to Vancouver and then taking the train down, and. We will be down there from Thursday until Monday, mm-hmm. pretty much. And then after that, while we are at Con, we are going to have um, a full full con, um, finale with a bunch of our friends that are down there, and we're gonna just do it in the hotel room. And we'll actually be, and it'll be the first time we all see all three of us together for the first time in about a year. And hey, check this out. Oh, yes, check this out. I think I can play through the fire and flames. Well, maybe. You can't really get that <laughs> fast enough. I think you need faster fingers. <laughs> I need an actual pick. That'd be good. <laughs> oh, my God. Talk about burying the lead. Anyway. But anyways, though. Uh, I think I have the notes, uh, though. Does that sound like the notes? Uh, kind of, yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, some, some big but news. But, yeah, thank but so we will be down there, faster. and we'll be having that episode up. We'll have that up next week. And then we are going to take a two-week break and then jump back right into this in our second season. Yep. And we'll keep going because this is freaking awesome and this is fun to do. Yep. Hey, that's um, a line in the thrift shop song. This is freaking awesome. <laughs> Damn, it was 99 cents. But anyway, um, so let's go, let's go with you, Robert. What do you like to do? What do you, how do you prep other than panic? <laughs> I never panic. I just don't sleep for the couple of nights beforehand and go and finish all the things everybody else procrastinated on that are important to my own aspirations. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> what's your general, like, like obviously you have your own job that you have to do. So you're, you're struggling around other things. So. Yeah, no, I just to uh, kind of cover it all. Um, I do generally try to have all of my stuff done first. I've gone through years where I've been the last person to go and get his shit done. Because I'm trying to help everybody else. Now I finally got it straight, so I'm taking care of my stuff first. Like this year, all my costumes, they've been done for months at this point, which is a wonderful feeling. But I also want to help out other people, especially since... And I think that we can all say that we're somewhat... uh, We all somewhat identify with this. Because Mm -hmm. we work so much with panels and with special events for this particular convention... I'm trying to help out anybody who's fallen behind on getting their stuff done. So, like, right now, as soon as this podcast's over, I'm actually going to be going out onto my back deck, because um, I don't have a garage where I am currently, and I'm going to be busting out the belt sander, and I'm going to be uh, curving 
a uh, lovely piece of poplar that will soon become a very, very lavish sword uh, in the next couple of months. Poplar before and what, what yeah. that means. Yeah, your insane jealousy of it. <laughs> it's my supply. It grows here, damn it. It grows. <laughs> But what, what, I'm confused. I completely missed that part of the content. That, that part. Probably so. How the hell did you miss that? I don't know. I was <laughs> looking on. I was distracted by some other stuff. By, by coffee. It's like, oh, yeah. they're talking about props and materials. The I don't. Yeah, that's care. pretty much what it ha- what it was. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. No. The the greatest wood for prop building ever made grows in your backyard, but you oh, guys yeah, can't get it. But wood. I can. <laughs> yeah, because I, well, we I can, can get, get it. It just takes a lot. No, yeah. no, man. I go to the wood store. I'm like, hey, you got some popular? Like, no, we don't got some popular. I'm like, uh, but it grows here. This is where popular is. <laughs> I'll get exported out. And it's just like, <sighs> so yes, Cole, that's the point is that we popular grows here, but we export it all out. Yeah, it's so ridiculous. Hey, yeah. it works for me. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. Um, but yeah, what for me and Tyler, um, what do you do, Tyler? What do you do to prep? What do I do to prep? Yeah, because for us, we have to fly. We have to. We have to. We go literally across half the country. It's 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 literally all about luggage. It's mm-hmm. figuring out what what I can and can't take because there's I can only really fit so much, um, and so it's just that. So I can't I can't have like I can I can never have a huge big costume. Because I would have to pre-pan, uh, pre-plan the costume to basically get there before I do. Because I'd actually or we have drive. To I don't want to drive again. <laughs> Driving takes too long. It God, took, I, yeah, I literally I can feel your anguish saying that I don't want to drive again. We already, we, I already that, when we first went to SoccerCon, we drove the very first time. Like I need, we went down. We need like two weeks off of work because then if I took two weeks, then yeah, I could take the time to drive. Because right now I take the plane to Vancouver, spend the night, and then take the train in the morning, and then do that in reverse the other way direction, and it takes about a week for everything. Because if I want to get there by Thursday, then I got to leave on Wednesday, and if I want to get back by Monday or Tuesday, we have to I, leave. We have to yeah, leave, we leave Sunday. Then we get the plane on Monday, and then I have my one day after on Tuesday that I can relax. So. Um, it's yeah. It takes it takes. I have to take a week off work to go to a weekend con, and I can't really take anything. So I, I'm used to traveling. I know how to travel. I know how to plan for things like this. I know what I get all my props together. Make sure I don't forget anything. I've got anything small or accessory wise. It goes into like a Ziploc bag. Anything bigger is already on a hanger, just hanging there, ready for getting put into a bag or something. I've got all my stuff set aside. Like I, I'm good at preparing for stuff like this. Like I, very rarely do I. Like I don't, I don't know if I ever do f- forget something. It's always like just one thing. Mm-hmm. Me, on the other hand, <laughs> yeah, you have a problem, Cole, where you like make. A I over. I over. I make a checklist. I check everything, and I still forget something. Yeah, because you like you don't actually I, think about it. You just go, okay, this is on my checklist, and you don't go and check that it's there you just go okay do you have this do you have this do you have this and you go yes 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 because you think about it but then you forget that that thing you saw was on your bed not packed already yeah you just think that it's it's in your mind 
So. Yeah, the main thing with me, though, is that we... Oh, God. Um, it's funny, because the last couple of years, ever since I started doing the Green Ranger, um, for those that might not remember, that the Green Ranger has this big fucking uh, shoulder shield. Uh, <laughs> so that kind of restricts what I can bring, because that takes up three quarters of my baggage space. And this is going to be the first year that I go where I'm not taking that with me. Wait, are you saying that you're not going to be the Green Ranger this year? I kind of gave it away at the beginning of this podcast. Yeah, I was hoping that nobody would actually listen to that part. Because, you know. (laughs) Yeah, whatever. Um, But yeah, uh, that's the main thing is that, like, I'll actually have more space to take stuff. And it's actually going to be, well, even though the shield itself isn't heavy, um, I won't have to worry about knocking somebody's head off. Which is always a bonus. See, that sounds like a negative to me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like well, people. Well, it is. It's when you accidentally whack someone's head. Uh, oh, I was like, yeah. oh, I'm sorry. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Whack. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> but no. Um, but yeah, for me, I've always had an issue. Like what, what Robert, what Tyler said is that I'll have everything laid out and I'll be packing. And I'm like, okay. And I'm listening, listening. And I'll start, then I'll list things that I haven't put in my bag yet. And there's been a few times where I've forgotten. I don't think I've ever forgotten anything like important, important. You did forget your skirt for chess. That was at that was at the con. Yes, still forgot it. Whatever it was. But in any case, though, but I didn't forget it at home. No, no, no. The only thing I think I ever I forgot last year was a set of gloves for um, for my costume. I think that was it. And I don't mm. think it really mattered because it was just it was easier doing it with a, or did I have gloves? I can't remember. Uh-huh. But in any no, case, uh, though, if you didn't oh, have them, surprise me. <laughs> you had a problem with feet or something at one time. Mm, no, I don't remember anything about that. Yeah, I, I think you're thinking of uh, Dane because didn't his uh, ranger boots go and fail on him mid convention? Oh, maybe, Ooh. maybe, maybe. But in any case, though, uh, oh yeah, that was, it was boots. I forgot to take boots. Oh, okay. That's what it was. Yeah. I forgot to take the I forgot to take the army boots that I used for that for that con- convention. That yeah. cost me. Yeah. But in any case though, um but yeah, that's just our general prep for con, I suppose. Just make sure you have a little bit of everything, make you have all your your hygiene products, everything you have your makeups if you need it, if you like for us this year we won't need makeup since we'll be face covered again which is always handy um although i'm probably gonna need a little bit of makeup for one costume but eh, we'll have to see how that goes um you can always borrow it exactly <laughs> we have enough girls around that veil they yeah. they'll better they're better make putting makeup on you than you are oh i haven't practiced <laughs> <laughs> oh sneezing but in any case though um but yeah that's one of the things is that um, everybody has like everybody has to f- figure out small things. Like Robert, you've done big costumes before. Oh yes. Um, let's talk about John then for a moment here. Um, when yeah. we first met you guys, what was it? Three, four years ago now. Uh, this will be year four. Yeah. Yep, year four that we've known you guys. Um, Robert, uh, you and me and a bunch of the others, we were b- pretty much watchers for John. Oh yeah. For that little while. for what was it? That was Friday. Friday of Con. Yeah, yeah, that was day Friday. One. Day one. Yeah. Um, he was Hero Man, right? Hero Man, yes, yes. The... And how tall was he? <laughs> uh, just shy of nine feet. 
Yeah. Um, and here's the thing is that with, with stuff like that, like, of course, um, let's see, general makeup on that costume, if I remember correctly, um, he essentially he was wearing um, he was wearing two gallon, two gallon buckets. Kind of. Yeah. On yeah. They feet. were. Uh, yeah. Um, how, how about I go and just break this down here for yeah. everybody? So they kind of build this in their head. So we went and took some. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, we started off with a build because, uh, and if you're watching this, hopefully our YouTube situation will be resolved tonight, so all that will get worked out. Uh, if you're looking at the picture that'll be on there, you'll go and see that he's got very tubular-looking legs. So what we started off with was a couple of Home Depot buckets. We actually doubled up on the inside uh, and went and bolted on some medical uh, ankle braces, uh, the ones That's that go all I the way. I thought they were snowboard harnesses. Yeah, no, no, they were actual uh, medical boots. We considered the snow, uh, uh, the snowshoe harnesses, but the problem with those that we ran into is that they're in most cases anymore designed to fit into railing to go and provide uh, uh, better connection and keep people from going. And yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're designed to go and slot in a little bit differently, and we just didn't want to have to. Well, we actually did buy a set of those. I'm not going to lie about that. Uh, we didn't want to have to create a custom harness for it. And we were just at the Goodwill, and we found these uh, ankle braces. And they go up about mid-calf. Uh, you know, this is a post-surgery uh, boot, basically. Uh, and we went and saw those, and we're like, God, this is some really heavy plastic. And the rubber at the bottom of them is so thick. I was able to drill through those. We went and sunk in uh, quarter-inch bolts, uh, six of them, through the bottom. They have a nice cushion uh on the bottom of them, obviously for the feet that kept him from ever going and feeling those uh, bolt heads that were in there in the first place. It just provided a really solid lock. Uh, then we went and covered the Home Depot buckets and the extension up from there in camping mat foam, which is generally speaking, not the kind of foam you want to work with for cosplay. But in this case, it was awesome. It was nice. It was thick. And we covered it over in just some scrap fabric that we had lying around and actually rubber sealed it. Um, we went and used some, uh, some of that automotive rubber you can get in a can. Uh, some people use the spray version of it, that flex seal or Rust-Oleum leak seal, which is great with EVA foam. Uh, we mm -hmm. hit that over this really tight fabric that we just had a bunch left over from, from a previous project. So it created a nice smooth finish over the camping mat foam, uh, while still giving it some flexibility as well. So when something went and hit it, uh, it didn't go and stress or crack or anything like that. It just perfectly contorted along with it. It was great. Um, so that was the that was the boots that got him up so high. Going above that, uh, we realized on how well it worked with the boots. We decided that for the torso section, uh, as well as for the arms, we ended up reusing that, or we ended up using more camping mat foam uh, just because of the depth and dimension on it. And we went and cut it at a couple of points to go and give it this really pronounced chest effect. Uh, as well as going and wrapping it around and using uh, piping insulation to go and give ridges on the arms. Then we went and covered that all up in fabric as well. We actually ended up buying some at that point and flex sealed that as well. Cool. Uh, and it was just a really easy way of doing that. That whole costume, all nine feet of it, just between using less expensive materials and a little bit of thriftiness going to Goodwill, uh, between those boots and... Uh, some football pads that we went and found uh, is what we used as the base to go and mount the shoulder pieces as well as the torso piece onto him. Uh, and then just an old catcher's uh, 
an old catcher's mask. We just went and removed the uh, the framing from the outside of it. Yeah, exactly. He and just went and used that for his helmet. And the whole project cost us about eighty bucks to go and build. And I would honestly challenge somebody to find a way to do that in more desirable materials for that amount of money. I think it was a very impressive show. It just looked great, uh, especially for pictures. You could tell if you got up close to it that there was definitely some corners cut, but it, that took a lot of work. I, I know we're talking about transportation in particular here. That thing, the hardest part about it was trying out or trying to figure out how to get it over there. I actually ended up having to borrow a truck from work. Uh, to go to the convention that year. <laughs> was that what that red truck was? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I thought that was your truck. No, no, that's that's my boss's, or, well, my former boss's truck. I've moved on to another job. Although I might still end up borrowing his truck this year. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that was, that was incredibly difficult, because we were trying to find something. Uh, th- this is a big issue for me. So the guys... They have to go and deal with trains and planes and potentially an automobile somewhere to go and get to one of those locations. Actually, we do because we have to take a taxi. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Trains, planes, and automobiles. There we go. We have all three. <laughs> yes, we got we got through the whole. We got in there. That's that's a reference, kids. Look it up. Um, in my case, what I need to go and deal with more than anything else, being what I'll call a Seattleite. Um, my problem is the weather. Sakura cons are, yeah, Sakura cons are big one, and it's always Easter weekend, which in this case, it's a little bit earlier. It's in March, and it tends to be, I don't know if anybody knows about the Pacific Northwest, but it tends to be wet, exactly, it tends to be wet most of the year, especially this time of the year, where, well, just today, I mean, torrential monsoon for all the 45 minutes on my drive home. Really? Okay. Well, that kind of happened last year, too. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it, it always happens this time of the year. Sometimes it's a little bit later. If it's in late April, which you've been lucky with a couple of years, it's an absolute dream. I can go and throw stuff into anything. But in the case of that year, it was so wet that I had to borrow a truck with a... Uh, it, it needed to have some sort of a shield for water. It couldn't just be open bed. And nobody I know has one with a canopy, so... There was just this hard uh, breakaway style cap that was on the truck. And that made it really difficult because there was only, I think, 19 inches that I went and had a vertical space to work with. And those Home Depot buckets. No tarp? No tarp? I, I could tarp. The problem is there was an incident a couple of years ago on our interstate highway <laughs> on going into Seattle where somebody didn't properly secure down a tarp. And now... They basically made it illegal to use it that or to go and drive that way unless you have a very special type of netting system that's over the top. And even then, uh, the state patrol can go and pull you over and inspect your load. I've had this happen to a couple of friends and it's just like, OK, I, I can't afford to go and do this. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. Well, if no, your load's proper, then they shouldn't really have a problem because that's the point is that they're expecting a load to make sure that it is secured properly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. it's more they're just doing the job. Yeah, oh, exactly. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with the officers. I mean, they're just doing their job, and it wouldn't be an issue for me 
It's just that I've had some friends that have been pulled over to have their stuff inspected, and that can take some time, especially if you're talking mm. about a convention load, which I hate to say, and anybody who's ever done this, if you've ever driven to a convention, you know your car is going to be a mess because you're going to go and have this bag that needs to be over here so that this doesn't get crushed, and this bag needs to be down here at the bottom so everything's nice and well set up. Um, I'm pretty sure with all of John's Hero Man stuff alone, and there was a lot of other stuff that was in that truck, uh, including some... Uh, prop assault rifles and sniper rifles for other people. It was just one of those situations like, I really don't want to be pulled over and have to explain all of this. Because I'm pretty sure I'd look like uh, I'm going to say it. I'm pretty sure I'd look like a terrorist in that situation. <laughs> Which he is not. Yeah, yeah, no, no. I just, I have I have something that looks very convincingly like a uh, 50 caliber uh, sniper rifle and uh, something that very convincingly looks like it might be a bomb. So I don't know. You're in America, isn't that okay? I, it, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not even going to go and answer that one. Yeah, no, that's, uh... But in any case, though, um, how much did that whole thing weigh once John got it on? Uh, I would care to take a guess because I've never actually weighed it. Um, I do know that between those boots and the Home Depot buckets, uh, with everything on the legs. Each one of those, I want to say, was close to five pounds. So we've got 10 pounds there. I'm willing to go and bet that the torso and back section with the football pads is about the same. Probably around two pounds for each one of the arms. I, it's It's got to be close to a 20-pound load. I would not be surprised whatsoever. And he carried that around for a while. He did. No, he, he really made that work. The only mistake we made with that is for the underbody, it's all blue, and he just decided to wear a blue Zentai, a blue bodysuit. Mm-hmm. And we didn't think about the straps on the legs, which were perfectly concealed. Nobody could see it, but they were just... Uh, Rubbing in the wrong spot. Exactly, yeah. No, he, uh, he ended up going and taking off some skin. You never would have noticed it. Like, the Zentai completely untouched, but just the friction was going and wearing down his legs. So he has these two nice bald areas now on each one of his legs from where the straps were running over him. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Um, we made that mistake, and we also made the mistake of not putting anything... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, we, we didn't do anything to rough up the bottom of the Home Depot buckets. So when he was on carpet or concrete, he was fine. The problem was if he was on tile or any sort of sealed concrete, Super uh, he'd slippy. stop. Yeah, he would stop for a picture, and he never lost balance. This was the amazing thing. He would. I think stop it's because we had us. Well, that's part of it. But the other thing as well was just the way that air was escaping from the inside of it. I figured this out later because I couldn't figure out the phenomenon that was going on there. When he would go and stop and go and seat the buckets. Uh, what he'd have is extra air caught inside of the chamber, and the longer they stayed in one place, it would slightly go and compress down just from the top of the, bu- or, well, I guess the bottom of the buckets uh, going down towards the floor, and air would just slowly start to escape, uh, and it would start to go and actually move him across, because he'd stop, and then he'd start just going and coasting in the same direction after he stopped. It was very weird to go and watch. Okay, so it was like on hoverboard or something. Exactly. It's, it really was the case. And one time he went skid for about a foot. It was kind of a weird thing because somebody asked him for a picture. It was a very cute Cora cosplay. And he stops and she's coming in to go and take a picture with him. And he just keeps sliding away. It's like, what? What's going on? What's going on? <laughs> I, was I don't remember that, unfortunately. 
Yeah, that's no, that was weird. It that's was. Sounds weird. It yeah, makes I, sense though. Why can't it happened? Plan for that. something like that. Yeah, you know? no, I, I. We've since rectified that issue. I mean, one of these days we haven't brought the costume back because it is just such a bear to go and move. But one of these days he's going to bring it out again, and we've actually added a uh, rubber ring to the bottom of it to go and give him some. Uh, Suction. Something abrasive, well, something abrasive to work against on the ground. Yeah, it'll soften his footsteps too. Yeah, um, yeah. Because I will say, wherever was, he walked, it was clunk, de clunk, de clunk, de clunk. Yeah, that's the thing about my Mugen shoes is that they're made out of wood and they're just they're so loud on tile. And like, everybody knows where you were. I want to walk on these on tile, and it's just like <laughs> I try and take them off, but then like Friday you can get away with it, but Saturday no, they're they're strict on Saturday. They're like yeah. get your shoes on, like oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> but the but the but no, no, okay <laughs> yeah. but yeah so but all in all though i'm he, john was a freaking trooper that year oh he was uh, john's great um i'm happy to say he'll be joining us in the hotel room for the live podcast so that's good uh, I, people get a chance to meet him finally <laughs> definitely I, how much sure we talk about be a, a guest eventually yeah yeah An actual but, full guest yes yeah well <laughs> We tried, and then the thing happened, and... Uh. Yeah, he got busy, and, yeah, things and stuff yeah. and things. Yeah, that, but that was case, one of the weeks we didn't have somebody. <laughs> yeah. But in any case, though, um, actually, no, we had Ebru that week. Hmm? Was that the I case? Think we had, I think we had Ebs, Ebs that week. Uh, okay. But anyway. I, I, who knows? Whatever. Yeah, who freaking Continue. knows? <laughs> but let's see. So, for Khan, I was like, make sure you have everything. From mm-hmm. small props to big props to figuring out how you're going to do it. Because, like, for me and Tyler, um, Tyler bought himself, like, one of those large um, golf bag things. Yeah, it's a hard – it's a it's for golf, uh, golf, golf clubs. clubs, and it's, like, a hard travel case for golf clubs. So you throw your golf bag and your golf clubs all in one in it. And so it's, like, seven feet tall. Um, mm-hmm. and I, really? Yeah, I, no, I don't think it's that big. It's taller than me. Really? Okay. I think it's taller than me. Maybe it's shorter than me. It's it's almost as tall as me. So maybe it's like six feet. Either way. I, six feet sounds tall. about right, because I had to lug that thing into the hotel room once. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Well, it's got wheels on it. You don't have to lug. Well, oh, you <laughs> broke it. Oh, uh, yeah. No, I returned it. Now. And I returned it. And it's been on a lot of trips. Um, <laughs> my mom suggested that one because uh, she uses those to store her paddles and life jackets in when they, when her like a uh, dragon boat team goes and travels. Yeah. So it works really well. Cause like paddles are about the same size as a keyblade mm-hmm. or any kind of prop at that side and any sword or something like that. So it fits really well. And so she used those. So that one went with me to a couple Sakura cons went with her to uh, like Texas or something. And so it's it's been around, so that's why it's been damaged, because airplanes, they're not nice with luggage. Oh, they're um, not. So, like, one wheel started to cave in, and so we took it to the store we bought it from, and it was, like, less than a year, I think, and we already got it returned and back, because it was still on warranty. So, yeah, it's it's a brand new one now, but I don't even need to bring it. It's It's kind of hard to lug around. Like, what sucks is you can't, you want to fill it full of stuff so that stuff doesn't move around. But the problem is, if you fill that thing full, it's going to weigh over 50 pounds. 
and mm. they don't accept anything that's over 50 pounds, even if it's an oversized piece of luggage. So you basically kind of have to half fill it, and then that makes things able to move around, which is what you don't want. Um, so I don't know, maybe next era I use it, I'm just going to actually put like packing foam and stuff in there, something light, and just keep it. Because like, there's enough room in there to put all my clothes and like all my costumes and everything. It's almost like it's almost like traveling with one of those tickle trunks or something like they used to do. Uh, they like it'd be a full trunk. Uh, it's like traveling with that, except it's longer and you can put longer things in it like swords, which makes a lot of sense, mm-hmm. which is nice. So. But this year, I, I won't need it. So that's nice because it is kind of annoying to move around with. You mm-hmm. get I can agree that books. I can definitely agree with that. Um, let's see. But yeah, um, because we also because we have to figure about distance and, and trying not to piss off customs agents. Yeah, because <laughs> um, I remember the first time we went, um, we drove in Tyler's car, mm-hmm. and Tyler had his keyblade in the back window of the car. Uh, <laughs> like yeah, you know how the- on like a hatchback has that little like riser right right before the window. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Tyler put his uh, what? Well, which keyblade was that? Was that Skull Noise? No, that was the first one. That was Oblivion. Yeah, Oblivion. He had Oblivion just sitting there. Yeah, because like we had all uh, all our luggage was just right in the back, and so it was sitting on top of the luggage, just like right in the back window. <laughs> yeah, it was like a display case. It was actually kind of funny. Um, and that was actually the first time I crossed the U.S. border, actually, like on land. On land? Yes, because oh, I really? well, because I've been to I've been to Hawaii before. Oh, I guess can't you can't really cross to Hawaii on land? That's that's yeah. true. But yeah, yeah, but I'd been to the states before, like, but I'd gone like through Denver and like that type of thing. And like the, the first time when we were dr- when we were, and we went across in Idaho, and we were crossing Idaho. at this. Sorry, what? I said you the hoe. Apparently, me the hoe. Uh, <laughs> That's what you said. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> but in any way, though, any case, uh, we went across, and I was looking around because I'd never been around, uh, across the border. I was like, oh, okay. And I'm looking around, and we're driving up to the the border agent, and I'm looking around, and there's like 20 cameras pointed at the car. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of cameras around there. I never realized that before, and I'm like, okay, oh, it makes sense. So that they're taking their their like images of every angle of the car, looking for something. Obviously, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. Then I remembered that I was like, okay, I'm not driving anymore. And when I got out last time, I'm pretty sure I saw the keyblade at the back. Let's see what the what the guy has to say about it. Yeah, no, he just. Asked the questions of like, what's that in your back? And it was like, oh, it's called a keyblade. It's from this. And immediately they go, wow, that sounds really nerdy. And then they go, okay, so that means it was an old white guy. (laughs) Yeah, they're all large, overweight white guy. guy. (laughs) One time when I was traveling through uh, customs, I had my mohawk all done up. Uh, I have a mohawk, by the way, for the listeners at home. Um, And it was done up like with with hairspray and a a straightener. So it was like a perfect rare. It's very Uh, rare. No, I used to do it all the time, but now I just don't do Nowadays it anymore. It's rare. Because uh, I'm lazy. Um, <laughs> and, like, the uh, the uh, customs agent, like, started asking me about, like, he asked if I knew who a person was. And the person he was talking about was, like, a speed skater who had a huge mohawk as well. And I was just like, oh. And so that was kind of it. Like, you got to – sometimes custom agents are really nice. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Maybe that was a Canadian one. Maybe it's different. American ones seem, always seem like they're kind of stern and 
like just stern guys. And then when you go through the Canadian side, they're normally a pretty little friendly bit, guys. Yeah. It was funny too because when we were remember when we were coming back by car? Because um, when you're when we were crossing into the states, it was huge. It was like twenty cameras, big, nice, like uh, like uh, uh, concrete pad to cross. Coming back, one hut on a gravel road. Like the, oh, the area yeah. that we were on was like dirt. It was like gravel and everything like that. I'm like, and he kind of just walks up to those like, hey, and he, we gave him our passports. And less than two seconds later, he he didn't. I think he asked like two questions, and he was like, okay, on you go. No, no, no. Uh, he asked a couple questions because. I was sleeping at the time, and you were driving. Yeah, my car. Was, yeah. So that's the thing. They were like, "Why? Why are you? Whose car is this?" And it's like, "It's my car." Well, why aren't you driving? I was like, "I was having a nap," and that's when he got like a little bit of a stern look of like, "Okay, you should you should probably be driving your own car across the border just for <laughs> future uh, reference." <laughs> yeah, um, I remember one. T- oh, was it a couple times? Uh, it was one time we were going through the airport customs. And there was just a really anal-looking guy who just looked like he hated everyone. Yeah, and like I remember this guy. I remember. I remember him. He was you like your really... passport. You had your passport oh, in your mouth. Oh, oh, oh! I remember this. Let me explain it here. Um, okay, so when you get off the plane, you got to go through the little line, and there's the customs agents all lined up in their little things with their scanners. And it was like it was middle of the afternoon. I remember it was like it was starting to get kind of late, and. Um, we walked up and the guy kind of was like, okay, next person. And obviously right off by the tone of his voice. Cause he was like, and it was like people traveling together come to at the same time. I'm like, okay. And I came up and, um, I needed to grab something. So I stuck my, my, um, pa- my passport, like the corner of it in my mouth. Yeah. The edge of it, like the edge of it, like just the very small corner, just so I could hold it. So I could grab something out of my bag. And the guy snapped at me. He yeah, was like, don't put that to, in your mouth. You're he about to hand it to him. And then I was going to, and then he refused to touch it. Yeah. And then was, you're about to hand it to him. He was like, I don't touch things that have been people's mouths. So just hold it there. And I was like, and, and it's just like, open it and, and show me. And that's what I yeah. did. I opened it to the right page and I, and I held it for him. And like, it kind of makes sense if you have to touch a bunch of things every day that you don't, it's like getting con flu where you don't shake hands anymore. You just do fist bumps because it's more hygienic. Um, but like, even then to the point where like, I give him mine. And he had the, he was all anal about it. I was like, has this been in your mouth? And I was like, no, I don't put random things in my mouth. And he was just giving snarky remarks, like, kind of like an asshole. So, <laughs> and so I just gave one right back. And then that was that. And then we went on our way. Uh, I remember another one, which I think the custom agent was confused of if I was Canadian or American. Because I was going, we are coming from Seattle on the train. Uh, to Vancouver and going to the customs that way. So it was a Canadian guy. And I was like, just talking about what was going on. I was like, are you visiting? I was like, no, I'm not visiting. You have my passport already in your hand. It's a Canadian passport. Clearly I'm coming home. And it was just like, he didn't under, it seemed like he didn't understand if I was coming or going from Canada. And like, after I gave him like what I was, like I was told in my spiel, like I was just at a convention doing all this stuff. And so I'm going back here and it's like where I'm going and it's like, are you staying for however long? I'm like, no, I, I live here. This I'm Canadian. That's I got a passport. It says Canada on it. God damn it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was just like, it doesn't it, say I, in God, we trust on the fucking thing. Like, God damn it. 
Do they? I don't know if they're I don't weird. think it does. I'm, I was like, our money doesn't say that. Like, come on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it, it's just sometimes you get some really nice guys that are just want to talk, and then you got some other guys that seem are tired. It, it seems like the big burly guys are like the nice guys who just want to talk because they're ones too that are tr- like tr- like eat, like they're like you think they'd be tough and yeah, angry. They're, yeah, they're built like, and it must be that like people are always scared of them, so they don't talk, and then they're just like nice guys, and then it's the ones that are kind of uh, shorter and almost like they're balding. They look like they're kind of in their. They're trying to seem menacing. Days. I think that's what they're trying to do. Is that they're trying yeah, to, and they just look like they they're cynical and don't like they hate everything. Those are those are ones you gotta avoid. Yeah, the the um, frumpy TSA agent, as most people I think in the states would know them as. <laughs> yeah. Because that, that's like this seems to be the one that you get is just like the ones that are like that. They're about maybe under six feet. They've they're balding or have lots of like like white hair on the side. They look like they've always been stressed out. Maybe that's why they don't have any hairs because they've been stressed out the entire time. And then the ones that are like big and muscly and have like tattoos on them. They're like you can be like, hey, nice tattoo. And the guy will normally be like, oh, yeah, it's pretty sweet, ain't it? Like that was a thing that happened. Like we had a guy. I was going through customs and with my friend Greg I, like commented on his tattoo. He was like, hey, those are some pretty sweet tattoos. And the guy was like, yeah, it's pretty sweet, huh? And it was like, t- started talking about his tattoos. And like one of them was like a, it was a Canada with like the flag embedded in it. So it was the shape of Canada with the Canadian flag. And yeah, it was pretty neat. So it's like, I don't know. Actually, I had a guy compliment your hair while I was with him, actually. Um, you, cause remember what it was on the train and we were coming back. You went to one guy and I went to another and he asked me the usual question. Are you traveling with anybody? And I'm like, that guy oh. over there with the Mohawk. He was like, yeah, that guy has really cool hair. <laughs> oh yeah. No, I, I have had enough. Like I said, I already said my story about the guy who commented on my hair and was like, Hey, do you know this guy? who's like a skater who has a Mohawk like that. But, yeah, like, but it was, but it was the fun, but the more funny part for me is that he was with me and you were on the other side of the room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I stand out like that, though. Mm-hmm. I've got some sweet hair. So And so yeah, humble. That's our custom stories, because we have those, and you don't. Because you yeah. refuse to come up here. What the I'm hell am I going up there for? God damn it. Well, didn't some, there's like the uh, Calgary Expo. Uh, some people come up here for that. Uh, or just come up because we're here. Yeah, come visit, god damn it. Come see the land of Saskatchewan and Saskatoon and how barren it is. <laughs> I was going to say, I've heard, uh, I've heard a joke about one of your uh, Saskatoon area towns with a... Uh, Which one? Rather, well, <laughs> I'm not sure if I want to say it here. Hey, you probably it's, already uh, know it. Uh, Moose Jaw, Regina, Dildo, uh, Elbow, <laughs> Kandahar. <laughs> like what? One? No, right, okay, dildo one? Okay, I think that's a Saskatchewan. I don't okay, think I, I know that's a town name, though. I know there's a joke about like, uh, you, you, how do you know your dog's running away? Because you can see him for like the last three wires. So last three, three no, days. Like you can oh, watch yeah. him run away for, th- for for three days. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's a joke. That's a poorly, uh, okay, poorly okay, told okay. joke. I, uh, okay, I, I found it. I found it. Okay, I wanted to make sure I got the name right here. Climax. Here, uh, uh, here we go. Oh, God. <laughs> Climax Saskatchewan. Oh my god! Uh, I got facts that like we have the most. Yeah, it's, dildo is in Newfoundland. Oh okay. Okay. Ah, that's fair. Hey, they practice me. They're sodomy up there, so that that makes sense. Anyway, oh, practice a sodomy. We actually have a we have a town named Zena. 
Oh, oh. really? Huh. So anyway, uh, what's, yeah, the, what's um, the weird one that you were wondering about, Robert? Uh, uh, okay, okay. So the town name itself isn't uh, isn't weird or unnatural. It's uh, Tisdale, Saskatchewan. Oh, Tisdale. Uh, Tisdale yeah, 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 Tisdale, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but the reason why it? I know it is because of the town's motto. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Go, but go ahead. Yeah, the the land of rape and honey, which I know has to go oh. and do. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Don't they have like that giant like uh, wheat statue there? Anyway, yeah, that's, that... that's been dropped. By the way, that was actually dropped on October in back in October. Oh, was it? Okay, it was. It's hey. it's being I, or it has been. Okay, it's yeah, actually on I, the news. Yeah, that, that that's just it. I, that's probably the reason why I heard about it because I heard somebody making a comment about it. It's like, it's like, like, oh yeah, yeah, no, there's a yeah, there's it was a town a up in Canada called the that has a motto of the land of rape, uh, rape and honey, which has to do with the uh, significance of uh, rapeseed and honey production. Yeah, so yeah, it's like we, we... I totally get it, and probably when it had or probably when that motto started, it was looked at much more innocently. We don't really call it rapeseed anymore, though. We just call it Kenora. Kenora. Oh, and there's another place called Kenora. So, yeah, ah. Kenora, and there's Kenola and all that fun stuff. So. Uh, uh, yeah, Kenola. Why did I say Kenora? Uh, Kenora I, is I don't a know. place. Okay, that um, that makes sense to me, though. I had I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. So rapeseed is yeah the another, old name. It's an old name. Yeah, yeah. they call they call it Kenola uh, now, and it's just yellow. We got lots of those, lots yeah. of that, those fields out here. Mustard. Uh, we got yeah. We have mustard. We have canola. We have they have mustard. Rye. Wow, I actually learned something new. Um, <laughs> God, what are all of them? There's flaxseed out here. We got lots of flaxseed. Yeah. We, we got lots of. We got lots around of here that I know of. We got peas. We've got lentils. We've got well, a normal grain. We've got canola. We got mustard. We've got. Well, we've got all those things. Like I'm talking about, like the big fields. Like you drive down on the highway, you can see canola, wet must, mustard, rye. Um, like you, like I've seen all. I see all of this shit. Like peas, usually not right on the highway, but or lentils, uh, uh, but more. It's more like wheat. You, the more, wheat, canola, mustard. Um, you don't. You can, I don't even see mustard that much. I don't know where you're um, seeing mustard from. Um, it's just a slightly different type of uh, flower. It's still. It's about the same color as canola, but you can still tell what the difference between it if you look at it. Uh, maybe I should I know, know because I my my dad knows <laughs> more than I do. But I it's I've been pointing out the difference. Uh, I don't know. Sometimes you say things that your dad pointed out to you and they're wrong. Um, mm, my dad is also the administrator for that area, so he damn well knows what's getting planted. I know. I'm not saying your dad's wrong. I'm saying you <laughs> said you know, what your dad says is wrong. No. Yeah, whatever, though. Uh, um, okay, what else is there? What's the purple one? Um, purple. Yeah, purple flower. Mm, purple. Rain. Um, I don't know. Where I used to live is the uh, lavender capital of north america so that's all i know it's purple i think it's a wheat it's a wheat of some sort no it's 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 not flat is does this turn maybe flax maybe it might be flax um because we got lots of blue uh or not too much blue anymore uh lots of lots of yellow which is always going to be canora uh purple Kenora. you just said canora again uh i may have said canora may have said canola who knows said canora (laughs) Uh, but in any case, blacks <laughs> is but, blue. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. blacks is blue. Um, what is purple again? Oh god damn! No, yeah, my mom knows a lot of this stuff too because she's got like her degree in agriculture or whatever, and she used to work with all this stuff. I should ask my dad about that. 
But any case, though, um, what were we yeah, talking cause... about? Oh yeah, we were talking about screwed up, screwed up Saskatchewan names. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Saskatchewan has both uh, the most uh, real and imaginary small towns. Very, very true. <laughs> because, because, yeah, uh, a lot of authors, if they write about like a small town, they place it in Saskatchewan because we just have a lot of them, and so we also have the most like real small towns too. Because we're just known for small towns, I guess. With po- we're really small populations. Yeah, I was gonna say what what is your guys' biggest city out there? I'm just curious. Uh, biggest? I think it's Sas- yeah, it's Saskatoon. Saskatoon bigger than Regina. I think Saskatoon's yes, bigger. Than yeah, Saskatoon's bigger than Regina. Yeah, we're. I think we're living in it. So biggest city yeah. in Saskatchewan is Saskatoon. First. Yeah. So Saskatoon, our capital is Regina, which is second. I think Swift Current after that. If you, it's actually kind of funny, but as of 2011, it's not really that accurate. But it's only oh. 222,000. Is that all? I don't know. In 2011. Wow. It's not a big city, no. No, it's yeah. not. It's a nice city. You got a lot of bridges and shit. Yeah. Well, well, technically, we're down a third of a bridge. That br- okay, so if a third of the bridge is no longer part of the bridge, that makes the entire bridge not a bridge. <laughs> that is a pier, Cole. That is a pier. Oh my god. A pier technically isn't even attached to the land anymore. <laughs> well, that's attached to the land still. I'll give you that. What 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 is what is something that doesn't go all the way across the river, but is still attached to part of the land? Um. <laughs> I don't know. Part That's of a what bridge. that is. Part of a bridge. Two thirds of a bridge. Yeah, yeah. The, fir- the first arc of Naruto. That's what we'll call it. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> uh, uh, and that bridge is named after Naruto. Yep. I'm still trying to remember what that is. Is that coriander? No, it's coriander. Still, still trying to think what that <laughs> fucking flower plant is. Because this is totally what people tuned in for. <laughs> but yeah, but anyways, <laughs> going back to actual con <laughs> stuff. Um, yeah, Robert, you don't really need to do much. You don't have to do any border crossings. You just got to worry about the rope patrol pulling you over. But, uh, yeah, I got to worry about the state troopers, and I got to worry about the crazy drivers on I-5, which, by the way, has just earned some very glowing awards for being one of the worst highways in the world now. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Well, we just went and fired the woman that's in charge. Well, I shouldn't say we fired him. Um, the state legislature just went and kicked to the curb the woman that was in charge of uh, the Washington State Department of Transportation because of some very recent and very uh, wasteful programs that have been put in place over the last couple of years that have done nothing but piss off drivers that have to use it on a daily basis. Like oh. myself. Like what? Hopefully it gets better. Okay. Um, Give us yeah. one example. Uh, one example, okay, so if you're going to Seattle, there's one of two ways you get to it via car. You're either yeah. traveling there via I-5, which splits off to a couple of different things like uh, 99 that can get you in there as well. But basically, you travel either I-5 or if you're on the eastern side of Washington, you also have another option of going and traveling via the I-405 corridor. Which, for anybody, if you're looking at a map, basically is just to the east uh, of the Seattle area. And you can access it via a couple of bridges, via the I-90 or 520 bridge. 
Well, there's a lot of businesses that are based on the I-405 corridor because that includes Renton and Bellevue, which is where Microsoft has their two biggest uh, campuses and a on whole this, bunch of the other the country. Yeah, exactly. So that's there's a lot of money that's involved in those areas. Well, it's always been a bit of a bottlenecked area. It's never been a huge highway. Uh, most sections of it are three lanes going in either direction. Well, they decided a couple of years ago, oh, we're going to put some express lanes in to try to go and break up some of the traffic that goes on there. So what they ended up doing is they ended up expanding a couple of small areas, about a two-mile stretch out of about a 20-mile area, that they put two extra lanes in uh, for express coverage, knocked off one of them and turned it into a breakdown lane. So you've got two express lanes, and instead of having three regular lanes, you now have two regular lanes. Well, this doesn't sound too bad during the rush hour times of the day where you think that, okay, carpoolers would appreciate being able to go and use these tolled express lanes and just go and pay the 75 cents or whatever it is to travel down this two-and-a-half-mile area, which will dump you into a lot of the major city areas that you'd want to go to or be able to hit the bridges to go to Seattle. Makes I hear sense. a but. I hear a but. Oh, there's a massive butt. A butt sounds like this. <laughs> oh, yes. by the way, it's alfalfa. The purple ah, one is alfalfa. alfalfa. Okay, there we go. Um, so, yeah, the only problem is when it was being billed, uh, we were told, okay, well, if you go into the express lanes and you have the quote-unquote good-to-go pass, which is like our wireless reader system that you have an account with, and it'll just take money out of your account or go and charge your account if you're... Uh, going into the negative they do sit for the bridges around here and it actually works really well for that um credit where it's due there but that system's not exactly new either uh the problem is though is that they made it a variable express lane when it comes to price so based uh, on the number of people that are on i-405 the price goes from a minimum of 75 cents all the way up to the highest that's been so far is 14 dollars to travel two and a half miles and, and how do you know what the price is? Well, there are actually electronic reader boards that tell you what the price is uh, when you're getting close to it. The problem wow. is you can't go and see them when you're actually getting on. So the price can jump as much as $5 in the course of time in the half a mile that you're going between where the sign is and when you actually get on to the 405 express lanes. The other problem as well is that the way that it functions it's a two-part system. One of them's a camera, and then one of them is a... Uh, uh, it's not, uh, it's not RFID. I think it's RFID, if I remember correctly. Hey, uh, with this little tab you go and put on your car's windshield. Well, they have this redundancy system for people that don't have the RFID, where it goes and takes a picture with a camera of your license plate, and they just can go and bill you. They'll go and tack $2 onto whatever the charge is going through there, and they'll mail it to you. Which is Let me nice. guess. It's been doubled up. It's doubled up. And the cameras, the way they set it up, occasionally will end up picking up cars that are in the regular lanes as well. So those guys I, get charged as well. To be more precise, I get charged as well. Oh. Because, yeah, because I, I don't use those express lanes because it doesn't really benefit me with the stores I have to go to. But if I find myself in the lane right next to the express lane... I've been in a situation where I've had three bills come to me, uh, one of them for $12, one of them for $11, and one of them for $14, saying that I was in the express lanes. 
and never went into them. And I'm it's guessing, really funny. <laughs> did you yeah. get those? Uh... Oh, I, I got them. Uh, I got them overturned there, but only after they sent me uh, six notices that I was overdue and that there was going to be a twenty dollars fine for each one of them. Because <laughs> I called them up and it was just like, I've never been in the express lane. Well, clearly you must have been in the express lane if you got this. Well, that's going to be a problem there. I'd love to go and see the picture you have of this. It's like, well, we'll have to review it and we'll send you a copy of the picture so you can get so we can. Uh, put this away or you can dispute it. So in the course of time that it took for them to go and do that, just for one of these, I'd received two late notices uh, going and saying that I wouldn't be able to renew my vehicle registration That's uh, the next time that I needed to. And then they finally send me a picture and I go and call them up. And it's like, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm noticing that my car isn't in this picture that you went and sent me from the time code when I went into the express lanes. The response at that point about a month and a half later was, Oh, yeah, we get a lot of that here. Let me just overturn that for you. It's like, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> so uh, that that's the one. DMV. Yeah. Oh, God. I wish it was the DMV. The DMV, there's actually a process to which you can go and get things taken care of. This is the department, or this is the Washington State Department of Transportation. WASDOT. Oh, my God. And that one literally is. The WASDOT. Yeah. That's funner that to say, though. Oh, it's much more fun to say. It's also a lot more fun to go and say it is the worst rated uh, state uh, state run road agency in the entire country. Literally the worst by multiple uh, by multiple authorities rating them. So, yeah, that's that's more what my issue is. Um, I have to worry about both people driving on it as well as just times where the highway literally explodes. Uh and I'm not exaggerating about that. A couple of months ago, this was for work. This wasn't convention-related, but I'll get to a convention-related story. I was just merging onto I-5. There's been some construction going on in the Tacoma area, which is about 40 miles south of Seattle, going and driving uh, well up actually into Seattle in that one's case. I was trying to meet my boss. And as I'm merging in, part of the highway just starts crumbling underneath me. And the next thing I know, it sinks in and the front of my car ends up going and hitting the lip uh, between the regular road area and where it's just collapsed underneath me. So I end up going and getting on the front end, probably a foot of uh, a vertical lift off the front end of my car uh, before it came back down and blew my bearing and complained to the state. They've, they've never addressed it actually for the week after that, they just ended up putting cones around the area on where the road had just exploded underneath me. They were just averting traffic and their solution to that was just to go and pump in some asphalt and do nothing to go and shore it up because I see it's failed again. Because uh, so it's cheaper. What, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're paying more than, I think, California for this uh, particular highway transportation group. And we're not getting anywhere near the level of service. California, much larger state, still have plenty of complaints about their highway system. But when an earthquake happens or something like that, and it takes out a 20-mile stretch of it, it's back up and running within about within three months most of the time. You know, something bad happens, they take care of that real quick. Up here, I-5 just continues to crumble. There's more holes there than you can imagine. And this goes to a story about a friend of mine last year. You haven't uh, been on a Saskatchewan road, by the way, then. Oh, I, I, I can imagine that. I can imagine. Um, I, just, I just popped a tire from a, from a uh, pothole recently. Ugh. That sucked. <laughs> on the way back from my house. On the <laughs> yeah. So yeah, but uh, yeah, a friend of mine trying to get to SoccerCon actually last year. She mm-hmm. was driving down I five, 
And part of it also exploded underneath her as she was driving over it. And what ended up happening there was a large chunk of it actually went and shot up through the uh, shield on the bottom of her, trying to remember what she goes and drives. I think it's a trailblazer. Uh, shot up through the shield at the bottom and actually went and jammed itself into the track that her timing belt runs on. Mm. So her car basically just stopped in the middle of the highway. Okay. Yeah. No, it was not good. Um, thankfully, the belt itself didn't snap. It just went and kept the uh, uh, bearing from going around that it was running on. So her engine didn't die, thank God. But there was a lot of repair work that had to be done there because the shield had to be replaced to keep anything else from getting in there. And I think they had to go and replace the pulley that the belt goes and runs on as well. So she ended up being like six hours late to the convention just because she had to get her tow or car, her car towed in uh, to her local shop and then go and get a ride, I think, from her boyfriend into Seattle. So, uh, yeah, that's that's our crisis when it comes to transportation uh, here in Washington is trying to go and survive the highway. Jeez. Yeah, I can relate to that. Yep that that was the most long winded story you're ever going to hear about. Uh, almost not, yeah, not, almost not entirely related to convention news, um, but yeah. it's so it, it's so related. But yeah, we're we're rambling. This is a ramble day. Exactly. Yep this this is the supplemental podcast. Exactly. Um, but yeah, uh, let's try, I'm trying to think of anything that we're excited for this con coming up here. Um, of course, we have Cosplay Chess, which will be taking place Saturday afternoon and saturday evening yep and i'm excited for that that's gonna be fun it always is yeah let's not forget about our friends though they're doing cosplay chess improv on sunday afternoon as well oh yes sorry i completely forgot about that unfortunately yeah Yeah. because i i've never taken part of uh, cosplay chess improv usually i don't have enough energy to (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's kind of our problem right there we Uh, get burnt out i don't know yeah um i feel like cosplay improv is definitely geared towards younger children children, uh, more often and like i i i'm just i would not be good at that i think like i excel at the late night more often than i do main game main game i'm just there and having fun late night i actually plan for late night because i because then we like crazy i like having like i don't always make make raunchy jokes or anything like that but I still like having the freedom of being able to make them (laughs) yeah the option Uh, so i just i just make my I make my jokes, and if they're raunchy or, or racist or a bit risky, then it's okay because I'm at late night and I don't have to worry about that. Where main game, I have some jokes I kind of want to make, but I'm like, oh, you can't really say that at main game. Now, hold it's... on, hold on. Just for anybody that's listening that isn't familiar or hasn't experienced all these different types of cosplay chess that we're talking about, why don't we break down what each one of them really is so people can understand this commentary a little bit better? Thanks, Rob. That's a great idea. <laughs> uh, who, so, wants, who wants to take main game? Someone explain uh, main game. Uh, I'll, Robert, I'll take, you do it. Yeah, I'll take main game on this one. I'll do so, main Yeah, cosplay we'll chess for... Yeah, <laughs> all right. So cosplay chess, for anybody that's not familiar with it, it's a live-action chess board game of chess where... Each individual piece is played by a different character. In the case of SakuraCon, it's just whatever goes and shows up. Some other conventions, it's much more restricted. Sometimes it's single series. It depends on where you're at. In the case of SakuraCon, it's open to anybody. TV, anime, movies, uh, manga, comic books. Uh, 
any character can be accepted. I'm not going to promise they will be because there's some things that are not decent for any sort of uh, event, unfortunately. No tentacles and whatnot. Uh, although, really, it's a tentacle cosplayer. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. <laughs> It'd be hilarious. Um, but probably not the most kosher thing on the planet. Uh, in the case of SakuraCon with their main game chess, uh, that's the big one. It's typically middle of the day on Saturday, you know, big heart of the con day there. And the way that we do it is a little different than some other places. Uh, the way that ours is set up, it's a scripted chess board where we actually uh, play out a game of chess, but rather than having the potential when two pieces meet, they fight. We don't ever want somebody to get hurt because of lack of planning or anything like that. So for main game and for late night, which Tyler will talk about here in a second, um, we go and script out the battles ahead of time, go and figure out who's going up against who. But it's always a surprise for anybody because this isn't some micromanaged deal where, okay, this is the entirety of the chess game. You're fighting this person and you're going to do it this way. You're fighting this person. You're going to do it this way. The fights themselves are left up to the individuals that are involved with them. And then there's an overarching uh, story or narration that goes along with the king pieces that are going and uh, running the uh, running the game itself. And at main game, it is designed to be an all ages event. Uh, we try to go and keep it PG. Occasionally a moment slips into PG-13 territory, but uh, we're, we're, we're talking like 1980s PG on where that's... Uh, that's a hard rating to go and get, or a hard rating to get up to. These days, you can have an f bomb in the middle of a PG thirteen movie, and it's like, eh, okay, that's you only that's get one. Yeah, exactly. You get one. Yeah, unless you're uh, unless you're John Travolta and be cool, in which case you got two. But uh, that's uh, that's another story for another day. Hey, so that basically describes main game chess is. Just a pre-scripted battle between everybody. And it's kept pretty clean. It's designed for anybody to be able to go and view it from young kids all the way up to the oldest of geriatric gentlemen. Uh, <laughs> but that leads us to... Late what we, Yeah, what, we, what some of us describe as dirty chess. And uh, Tyla, I think you've got something yeah. to say about that. <laughs> same concept. Everything's the same. Is that, like, um, you just... it's you got to be 18 or older to actually get in and watch it. So that means you can have anything that would be rated 18 or older. So you can swear. Uh, you can have uh, within reason. Is... Within reason. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we do yeah. try to stay in character with this stuff. This is yeah. Like if your character swears like a filthy sailor, then it's okay. It's fine. Uh, but try not to like just. You're, that's the whole point. Is you're trying not to be super raunchy for the point of being raunchy. Um, like, if you have a character that doesn't swear, then you don't have to swear. You don't have to do anything. You could still have PG fun. But the option to have, um, like, and also you got to follow basic con rules. Of, like, no nudity. You can't have nudity. Yeah, uh, yeah. This still, we've still gotten damn close, though. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, you, can, you two have. Well, but you, well, can, uh, in, well, you have to. You were part of that. You can <laughs> insinuate things. Like, there's no problem with insinuating things. Uh, even You could even get away with insinuating things in main game because if you're not flat out saying it um then you're not saying it uh but if you insinuate guy, i've only had a guy on guy makeout session in the middle of main game oh maybe no, i think that, i think that was just late night because um no we're not talking about that we're not talking about that okay. not to talk about that <laughs> let me talk about it let me let me talk about late night um in yes. that 
So therefore, you can insinuate nudity. You, there is no actual nudity. You could be wearing, um, if you, if you're covering your nipples and your genital parts, then you're not nude. So therefore, if you're wearing clothes that were skin colored and it looked like you're nude, then it'd be fine because that'd be funny. So you can insinuate. You can't do that in main game. You can't, you can't swear. You can't have nude things. You can't have alcohol or drugs. Like not real alcohol or drugs. You can't have those anyways. That's illegal. But yeah, you yeah. can have. You can insinuate that you're doing alcohol or drugs. Yeah, um, like say when uh, when I took Maka behind the curtain and she called for the rest of you guys to go and come behind her. Yeah, because that would be insinuating that it's now a gangbang. That was yep. done behind curtains. You didn't see anything. Or or like a scene where Maka threw up a pole and like right before that she did a pole dance on it and we're like throwing money at her like we're at a strip joint. That's kind of 18 and up stuff. So it is things that would be more adult. Uh, more adult themes is the best way to describe it. Anything that's an adult theme. Clearly, you don't actually have drugs, alcohol, or any of that stuff because you're not supposed to have that stuff there. But um, anything that creates adult themes. So it's, it's the exact same thing as main game. Main game always has way more people uh, mm -hmm. going and watching it because of just the time slot that it's more approachable for people to watch. Where late night goes past midnight normally and mm -hmm. so you have to stay up late just to see it um and it's always entertaining uh, most times mm -hmm. um so yeah same concept as that it's just 18 and over so it's got more adult themes um which could be more entertaining or less entertaining they can kind of be both the same um i kind of think of like last year like we did a, like a, a costume change but I wouldn't call that nudity or anything. It was just costume change. We're still in our underwear. Um, yeah. I don't know but if you can get away with that. You can't get away with that at main game. <laughs> no. Yeah. No. Okay. No. <laughs> See, that's that's the thing. Is like I like having options. Like that's that still seems pretty PC to me. Like seeing yeah. a guy in his own. You see that on cartoons. Like mm -hmm. a guy gets like his clothes ripped off and he's just hanging out there in his boxers with like little hearts on them or something. You see that? That's funny. I think that's funny. Oh, yeah. And that you get away with that in like your Saturday morning cartoons. So there's like I feel like you'd almost get away with that in main game, but so you definitely could get away with that in uh, late night because that's late night. You can pretty much do whatever you want if it's an adult theme. Um, you could have a burlesque show if you want. Just mm -hmm. make sure no one actually gets nude, or if they do yeah. get nude, they've got like maybe skin colored underwear, so you don't actually see nipples or badge or a penis so <laughs> i don't think it's quite that open but i get the idea because <laughs> it still has to fall in line with convention rules so there, there well, is yeah. some nuance to this but generally speaking yeah i mean it's because what's the, the world like, is the world is open if you strip down to nothing but you're still wearing like a skin colored morph suit what's different than wearing a black morph suit or a blue morph suit it's just mm -hmm. skin colored morph suit yeah, it'd be even funnier if you had like stars on your nipples and such <laughs> where uh, like you wouldn't be naked. You'd be wearing a morph suit. And so everything would be covered. Yeah, but you'd have like stars on outside of those. So it looked like those are being censored. Hell, that would be really funny if we actually got like someone stripped down and you had like it just like a a strip of something going around that was like pixelated. So it looked like you're nude, but everything was pixelated out. I, there was somebody that tried that a couple of years ago, and I think she actually got removed from the convention center. I'm trying to remember what the character's name was, like Kiko Komen or something like that. 
was a show that Media Blasters brought over here to the U.S., and it was like this heroine who was basically nude, but she just wore like this luchador style mask or something like that. Mm. God, oh, what the hell was like, that called? Did she did she do that just as a regular cosplay walking around? Well, what she did was she got a uh, flesh colored bodysuit, and then this was actually kind of cool. She went and took uh, plexiglass, um, and some of it was fog, some of it was standard, and she created like a mosaic that just sat over her body. That made it look like she was being censored. It was actually really cool, but I think it was just a little too provocative. Oh, that sucks. Because yeah. I, oh, I feel like that'd idea. be that'd be the perfect way of doing that. Because like, um, if you're walking around like that, then and maybe some people would get tight and be like, "No, you can't do that," uh, because it would be insinuating too much, and like, you can only get away with so much. You can only have, yeah, you can only get away with so much, and like that's straight up insinuating that that person's naked and everything's being censored. I, I think oh you can get Oh my god. A... I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I, I just found out what it's called. It's called Kecko Common. And I'm freaking out right now. This was serialized in Shonen Jump from 1974 Ooh, oh. to 1978. Hold on, I'm, I'm linking you guys in on this. Oh my god. Let me take a peeksies at this. Yeah, yeah, okay. Here, here it comes. I'm, I'm posting it. Is it not posting? Copy and paste, damn it. But actually, though, we are coming to the end of the podcast here. And unfortunately, I have to jump out in a few moments. Yeah, let's let's just get Tyler's reaction to this here. Yeah, we'll get Tyler's reaction real quick. Okay. Am I am I watching? No, oh no, boy. No, just... Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah, no, that's that is that is nudity. That is yeah. nudity. Yeah, that's nudity. Media blasters, purveyors God, of porn. She's like doing a spread eagle, and there's like lights coming from her badge. <laughs> yes. Oh, there's a live action. I, one I will too. admit, though, that I would have loved to see that costume live. <laughs> see, the only—I didn't even know what the hell it was when I saw it at the convention. I was just like, "How is that allowed at the con?" And then later, I saw some convention uh, staffers going and walking her out. So I was like, "Okay, I guess that wasn't allowed at con." Yeah, uh, the, only no. why, the only reason why I know about this, and I, I actually might have been wrong there, and the more I'm thinking about it, I think it actually was Anime Works uh, who brought it over. But I think I was watching, or I, I've got the DVD of the Gokuzen, which is a great show. And people should watch that. And you know how they go and do like little trailers for their other projects, you know, kind of like movie trailers before uh, they actually get to the main menu of the DVD? Uh, that was one of them that was on there and it was really cleverly cut. Like the trailer for it's great, but I'm just like, I feel uncomfortable just looking at this goddamn thing. It's this will not be on the YouTube feed for anybody that's curious about this. Uh, <laughs> I've said the name twice. I'm not saying it again. Just what the fuck, man? Yeah. What no, the it's fuck? this. Yeah. This almost looks like uh, what was that um, that masp- um, uh, masturbating egg? Uh, what? There's there's a masturbating toy, and it's like an egg, and it's like the they did it, they did a commercial for it or something for it in the sense of like a Sentai warrior or common rider, where the person like turns into some kind of pervert when they use it, and then they fight evil that way. What? You don't you don't know what I'm talking about? 
It's like Dude, the tanganese so, eggs. But anyways, I'm gonna. I'm sorry to have to cut off the conversation right there before we scarred Robert too much, because um, we we have like two and a half minutes left. So thank you everybody for joining us for our second to last podcast of this season. Um, we hope that you will join us next week when we are talking about con and everything like that. Um, um, hopefully next time. Um, once again, we are on Facebook. Uh, not Facebook, blah, 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 on iTunes. So if you would leave us a five-star review and we'd be happy to have that back with you. Um, in any other case, though, thank you for joining us. And we hope to see you next time on We Are Doomed, a Soccer Rangers podcast. Take care, everyone. Cue the zombie band. I'm, I'm just going to go and stay here in shock. Why is this a thing? This is where we fade out.